Hi everyone and you're very welcome back to our latest installment of Stronger with Sport and it's fair to say we've saved the best to last obviously with the fact that we have the Republic of Ireland manager with us today, Mr Stephen Kenny. Stephen, it's good to see you. Thanks Alan, thank yeah, you. And thanks for being with us today. Okay, no problem. It's been um, a great week, a very positive week. Uh, obviously coming off the back of this time last Thursday we're getting ready to play against Portugal and we all know what has happened obviously since. Um, how do you reflect on I suppose the past seven days? Yeah, I think um, leading into the Portugal game, um, you know, they're the European, previous European champions and the Nations League holders, and they have, obviously, they're a world-class team. Um, just the, the feeling around the stadium was, was special. I think that, you know, uh, 52,000 supporters, the level of passion around the ground, even on the drive-in for the players, you could see the, the crowds, and there's th that really good feeling around the team and uh, the level of affection for the players now, which is what we want, that kind of warmth between the supporters and the players, um, really powerful and growing. Mm. You feel it, that evolving, and that, that's, that's hugely important to, to our development as a team. And I think, um, you, you know, we were overall, um, no, we don't, didn't create that many clear-cut chances overall, we're the better team against Portugal, particularly in the second half, having had a slow start. So it was a very, very good performance. And obviously, controversial goal disallowed to win it mm -hmm. from Matt Doherty. That looked a legitimate goal. To me, um, it looked a legitimate goal, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. so um, the players, they, they, they were excellent. The support was amazing. Uh, they, you know, they fed off the energy of the support and uh, really special. And so that was a good, good display. I know how passionate you are, Stephen, obviously from, from knowing you from previous roles and jobs and being around the league and stuff, but I know how passionate you are as an Irishman and to manage the national team. And you spoke a lot in the build-up to the games before you took over about the connection with the fans and the crowd. Up to now, obviously, we've gone through crazy times in, in the world in general with COVID and all the issues and obviously games behind closed doors. But to have that level of support and to feel that, as you see, in the connection. I was there myself as a fan. I had my little boy, my dad with me. Mm. And you can genuine, genuinely sense around the ground the passion and the connection that's there amongst the players and the fans. That must really inspire you. Yeah, it's, it's sons and daughters and, and, and fathers and grandfathers. And, you know, it's um, very, very powerful. I think they're connecting with, obviously we've, we've you know, brought in 16 new players and some young uh, players that really have taken their opportunity mm. and uh, you know, they've captivated a lot of, the, uh, of our supporters and, and the experienced players, some are, uh, have found, uh, you know, have rejuvenated um, and you know, we've seen performances like Shane Duffy and Jeff Hendrick come in in recent times and really show show their overall quality. And um, so it's been a connection of the two. I think we have all these new new uh, new heroes of the future, really. And uh, it's very powerful with the with with it, with the support. And I think obviously we've got a very exciting uh, way of playing. A, a positive, you know, we're trying to get the players to fulfil their potential and, uh, and express themselves in a way that excites the crowd and that people can relate to it and that we want our supporters to really look forward to going to watch their team play, to be excited about it, to be exhilarated about it and to, to, to be invested in it. And that's, um, 
that's that's what we want. We feel we have the capacity to improve and get better. We want to get improve and get better, um, and that's that's what we want to do. Off the back of the Portugal result, then obviously mm. Stephen, you must have went into the game against Luxembourg with huge confidence. Um, but some people felt maybe it was important to get the victory uh, against Luxembourg. So how happy were you to, I suppose, not only get the victory, but the level of performance, particularly in the second half, scoring three goals, three great goals, the introduction of Jason Knight as mm. well. One of the young players mm. had a huge impact on the game. So uh, how satisfying was that? Yeah, obviously, it's well documented that we had a, a poor result in 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 going back as far as March, and that was a it was a low point for us to lose. Obviously, um, a late goal in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Fernandez, who, who was terrific for them in the whole campaign, got some great goals, you know, in against everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, it was terrific. Um, we, um, you know, to we've responded in that way, and obviously we scored. 19 goals since March and mm. we to get three more the other day um, to go away and win 3-0 uh, it, was, it was brilliant I think it's, it's, I read a stat afterwards the first time we've gone back to back away in, in 20 years and won 3-0 back to back obviously the Azerbaijan game in Luxembourg so yeah there are no easy games we knew Luxembourg had good attacking players but maybe we felt that we could exploit uh, their openness as well and um you know, we were very aggressive in the way we played. Uh, you know, in the way we pressed them uh, all over the park. But that leaves that leaves gaps, mm. and uh, th- it was never going to be an easy game. But you know, thankfully we got the three goals. As you say, Jason Knight, um, he, he missed the last camp with injury. He's missed the camp with injury. Another young player coming through. He was brilliant when he came on and w- was involved in the three goals. And um, it's great for obviously. Shane and Callum getting on the score sheet again, uh, but Chidozi's coming through yeah. and scoring, and you know, to he's had this thing where he, three matches he's scored in the first, and he's hit the bar in the second one from a header, and he scored again, and uh, so he's ha- had this. He's really just loves playing for Ireland, and he, j- you know, he's he's done he's done very well in in, in a short time. Also, Stephen, um, plenty of people have had their say in the campaign and different but different. Um, phases of the campaign I suppose you mentioned there obviously getting off to the slow start I've been very much for you as people know and, and I've been on record as, as we've analysed the games um, and I always felt the way, we, the way we finished the campaign that it may always play out like that because of the contributing factors at the start do you mind me asking just at the start when maybe the results weren't going for you was there ever a period where you, you mentioned there was a low point the Luxembourg thing was there ever a period where you may have doubted or, or, or had second guesses about different things no I, I never I never doubted that we were doing doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know I think um, the team needed to be rebuilt um, we have the brilliant work done by all the underage managers the international managers and <laughs> all of the clubs feeding into that system We've had, you know, so many players coming through. Mm. You know, the three keepers, Travers, Quiven Kelleher, Gavin Bazunu. We've had, you know, three centre backs come in and play: Darrell O'Shea, Nathan Collins, and, and, and Andrew Omabamadeli. You've seen midfield players like Jason Malumbia, Jason Knight come in, um, amongst others. And we've seen forwards like Troy Parrott, Aaron Connolly, and Shadozi Benya and Adam Ida. And, and Josh Cullen, of course, emerged mm-hmm. as a very important player for us. So that's only some of the players. And mm-hmm. um, there's, there's others we haven't mentioned, Jamie McGrath, and, and others that we haven't mentioned. So um, all of these players are, it's, it's a new environment for them. They can learn, 
like some great role models are captain James Coleman and uh, particularly and and right throughout the squad so um, you know I think we're excited about how we finished in the in the, in the last couple of few windows and looking forward to the games in March and then the Nations League in June and uh, so that's an exciting period for us. Yeah, I know you're going to put a lot of emphasis on the Nations League in June. You've, you've mentioned that obviously a couple of times. But before we just get to that part, Stephen, just on the couple of lads, and I know obviously you've mentioned a whole host of names there, but the likes of Bazunu, Amabamadele, me in particular as a midfield player, Young Knight, like just how good can these young kids be? Like the, the thing that impresses me most about them, obviously their talent speaks for themselves, but the level of maturity in how they speak and how they conduct themselves as well is so impressive. Yeah, you, listen, you can never be certain how, how everything will go for players at club level. There's no guarantees, and we've seen our forwards struggle to get regular game time in the Premier League. Does, that, does, that, does that frustrate you when you're doing your bit with them, you're building your thing with, with them and obviously introducing them to the squad, but then to go back to the club and they may not get the opportunities, does that frustrate you when you tune in on a Saturday and see who's playing and who isn't playing? Yeah, I think, I think the, the Premier League, it's very hard for young players to break through in the Premier League. And very few that do in in their in their teenage years and get regular regular football and even going into their early twenties. So um, that's why sometimes loan periods um, like Gavin Bazunu getting his loan period. We picked him when he was playing for Rochdale. Mm. You know, we picked him when he was playing for Rochdale. But Rochdale were near the bottom of League One, and you know we 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 had we had the conviction because we knew him because I had him. Mm. Under twenty one, I knew his character, knew his talent, and. Uh, he he. Um, so the loan periods can be very beneficial for players. Obviously, Andrew Andrew Omavamadeli got opportunities in Norwich, and he played seven games toward the end of last season. Uh, and we capped him on the basis of his performances in that, and because we had seen him in the un under 17s European Championship, you know, in Talla and in Waterford, and in the under 19s. And uh, in recently, only a couple of games under 21, so he's fast tracked through. He's been terrific. Jason, again, these, you know, Jason Knight, um, also very mature. Mm. He's played so, played a huge amount against the Derby for one so young. Mm. And uh, it's a credit after coming from Cabin Teeley, straight from Cabin Teeley to Derby. So it's a credit to him. The one I spoke to a former player of yours, a former captain, Stephen O'Donnell, who's doing good things now, obviously, and we're going to preview the FEI Cup coming up next week as well, and Stevie's in, involved in that as manager of St. Pat's. But the one thing he, he, he told me about yourself as a player in the dressing room and you being his manager, and it brings me back to, obviously, the young lads that are getting their chance now with Ireland, is that you're so brave and courageous. And one of the things that stuck out, obviously, you mentioned Bazunu, he was at Rochdale and you were willing to believe in that and give him his chance. But the decision to bring Amabamadele on over in Portugal when O'Shea got injured, um, is that an on-the-spot thing or are you fully behind in, in terms of that bravery? Has that been built up over the years in, in your decision-making? Because um, I don't think other managers would have done that, Steve. Yeah, and no, I love the decision to do it. No, I know we had the option of bringing James McLean on mm -hmm. and, and, and shifting Seamus into that position. Um, um, but we, uh, in, in the game itself, James and Matt were doing exceptionally well in their positions. So we didn't need to make two or three changes, I felt. And Andrew, um, you know, he's been, he's been excellent in any of the games that we've seen and any games we've been involved in. 
we couldn't have predicted he's done as well as he has. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's exceeded our expectations okay. because he's been, we, know, we, knew, we knew he was a good player, we know he has, but he's been, his, his level of composure, and particularly in the, the game against Serbia at home, I felt he was phenomenal yeah. in that game, absolutely phenomenal in that game. And his level of his, his composure and possession, his ability to take the ball, carry the ball from defence. The shy hand um, at the end and all that. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's just general athleticism, his speed. So he was really exceptional in that game against Serbia. And he was just unfortunate with his injury last week, and that's, that's the way it goes. Mm. Um, but you never know how it'll go at club level. Nathan Collins, obviously, is a terrific talent as well. Mm. And... Um, <coughs> has a lot of great attributes and he's just he, he had an injury that ruled him out and, uh, last summer so he, he'd be waiting on his opportunity as well and I know it's probably unfair you don't want to be singling lads out and, uh, and we spoke a lot about the young lads but one for me as well Stephen and I know it's probably close to you in the sense of the brilliant relationship you have with the people of Derry and how sex successful you were there but the resurgence of Duffy has been something to behold, really, and for us as fans and tuning in, because we all seen him at a really low ebb. I know there was personal issues with him as well, and to have the resilience and the character to overcome that and come out of it, and you look at him playing every week with Brighton now, and the performances he's putting in for yourself, and from what I've heard as well around the place, he's a brilliant lad. Yeah, it's he is indeed, and it's funny, you were sharing a story last year, you mentioned Derry and, and Derry City, as you know, Alan, in, when you when you were playing, it's in uh, and you would remember that at the time with the European run when Derry beat Gothenburg and went to Gretna, yeah. and and scored five goals. Kieran Martin and Kevin Derry, the goals, yeah. Got two each. Well, Shane was a young fourteen-year-old Derry fan who went on the boat. He would five thousand fans went on the boat uh, to 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 Motherwell mm. for that game, and he went on the boat. And as those five goals went in behind one goal, you may, do you remember the five goals I went in behind? Well, goal? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was behind the goal. Uh, as a 14 year old yeah. supporting Derry behind that goal Brilliant. and come back on the boat and that's you know you only told me that recently and uh, you know it's amazing because he has uh, he's got his 50th cap mm. last week which is great for him because uh, he had a, a tough year as, as, as well been well documented losing his father and yeah, his father um, we think of Shane as an experienced player but his father was only uh, 52. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Man, yeah. It's only 52, like, so, so young. So it was, um, you know, we forget how young, <laughs> how young the players are sometimes. And uh, so it was a shock to him. And, you know, he had a tough year after that, club wise. So he's gone back to Brighton, and his former Brighton has been been excellent uh, all season, got in the team, and he's, he's brought that into the Irish team. And I thought his performance in the home game against Portugal mm. was. Technically, from a, a technical point of view, his range of pass and weight of pass and choice of pass, quality of pass, was the best I've seen from him. Uh, from that point of view, he's always been a good defender. Yeah, yeah. He's always given us everything. Everyone has 50 caps. He's always putting body on the line and become competitive. But he shot in that game. He showed sort of an all-round display mm. that maybe we, ha we we didn't see that caliber of display before. That's something as well, and I think you probably have to take credit for that, Stephen, in the sense that when you came in as the manager and you wanted us to play out in a certain way, like we, like what we're seeing. The like what we're seeing now, people were suggesting, oh, well, Duffy can't do that because he's just an out-and-out -out raw defender. But as you said, the performance he put in against Portugal proved all that wrong. Yeah, like and I don't think, to be fair as well, at Brighton, Graham Potter, who they like to play out, yeah. I don't think he'd have him there in, in the sense that uh, if he couldn't do that job either. Well, assessment of the work he's doing on the training ground every day and obviously he has incredible self-discipline now, Shane, around his life, mm. which is important. But 
I think the, the quality of the, you know, obviously he's getting a lot of good quality work in day in day out at Brighton, as you say, and he. Uh, the, the, uh, the argument was we don't have the players to play out you're asking players to do stuff they can't do um, and that was continually thrown you know unrealistic you can't do that you know you know the, the players aren't capable of that and that's sort of based on low self-esteem really because we don't we don't think we can be any better than we think it's we, we place limitations on on what we can achieve on what and how we can play and and our capabilities and we sort of got to sort of, um, you know, we we've got to eliminate that from our thinking process and actually just, uh, you know, trust our instincts and absolutely believe in ourselves. For me, being around the media for the last number of years and obviously uh, going to the games every week in the league, obviously the different changes at the FEI, I can genuinely see positive change around the place. Stephen has said last week the Aviva was a sight to behold in terms of the crowd and how happy they were to see. You mentioned young kids, young families. So many kids was at the match. Um, and I can genuinely feel that and see that. And it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Is that something that always kind of... I know you're really passionate about the job you want to do, but that's important to you, the bigger picture around Irish football, to have a positive focus on it as well. Yeah, like the, just to... There's a great, great link throughout the country. Like it's the team represents the whole country, mm. um, and all of the clubs around the country are identifying with the players, identifying with the team, and and with a way of playing that they want to, they want to mirror mm. themselves, and they want to, and maybe they're already playing that way themselves. Some of them, and I think, uh, you know, so they 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 can relate to rather than mirrors or the uh, a style that they can relate to, and. Uh, and 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 they want to they want to embrace and want to support and and uh, so there there is definitely a great connection there and we've seen players coming from massive Cork contingent for example you know we've, we've players uh, six in the squad from from Cork we've obviously got the west of Ireland uh, with Aaron Connolly and we'll be picking any more they'll try to take over them Cork fellas Ryan Manning, <laughs> as you know and yeah, I know the uh, and and and. Obviously, the dirty contingent with Ron and Curtis and, and James McLean and and and, and Shane Duffy. Um, so it's spread throughout the team and and the northwest. James Coleman, of course. So it's right throughout the country, really. Um, uh, you know, so that's uh, that's that's important. In terms of obviously, it's been a busy eighteen months, couple of years. We've gone through a hell of a lot, not just yourself or on the football pitch, the world in general. Um, it's been a very tough period for everybody. But just, I suppose, looking back on how the campaign has finished, Stephen, and the past 18 months and, and how happy you are with it and obviously with a view to looking forward to, you mentioned the March friendlies and obviously the Nations League after that as well. So there's lots to be optimistic about also. Yeah, listen, of course I would have wanted to have a higher point, points total in the campaign and that's what we would have wanted. Um, we, like Serbia, it wasn't a surprise that Serbia won the group to us because we've seen them firsthand and every all of their players... The net worth of their attacking players is a, is a yeah. phenomenal amount of money. The route standing here in Niviva. Jovic, you know, at Madrid, Vlavic, Mitrovic when he puts on that jersey, Redondic, Kostic, serious, and Tadic, who's brilliant mm. at Ajax, serious attacking talent. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise that they, they finished ahead of Portugal, who have some of the best players in the world, Portugal. All right. Um, so I think that what we're we're an emerging team. Uh, I think that we blooded uh, a record number of players in a year. Um, uh, you know, I think 
we look like now we're becoming a team does that sense of uh, real sense uh, the players the great thing for me now when I'm seeing the last few ca- couple of camps when players are coming in they really look forward to seeing each other you know I don't think going forward any player will ever miss a camp now okay. I don't think anyone will no one will ever not turn up I have that feeling and that's what we want playing for Ireland must supersede everything in your professional career it must be the most important it's the pinnacle and that's what that's what it has to be and that's that's certainly what we feel it to be and um, so that's what we want uh, you know going forward brilliant and I wish you well on that Stephen as you know uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the future brings as well we're obviously here looking forward to the extra.e FEI Cup the final is next week you've had lots of personal experiences on FEI Cups and it was only when I was reading about it there obviously you took over Longford at a very young age of 26 Stephen uh, you still look quite well <laughs> but 26 but to get to an FEI Cup final for one so young now unfortunately you lost the FEI Cup final with Longford but it must bring back huge <coughs> memories for you not only we will go through the years but particularly that first one with Longford <coughs> yeah obviously it was um, new territory we got, got promoted the first time ever in the Premier Division Longford um, that was a great time and great group of players really um, they were terrific and we had the toughest run ever in the cup every round was a replay okay. you know because we played St Pat's they came full house in Longford which never you know people didn't have like we, when I, when I went for their force it was 60 and the railings around the ground and you know at the matches and then we all of a sudden had thousands of with Pats coming to coming to Longford and we, we drew and won the replay in Cork Derek Mountfield was manager of Cork and they came to Vinnie Pert actually scored a last minute equaliser. He, he didn't score too many in those <laughs> days, but he scored in the 90th minute to equalise. And we went to Cork, and uh, Stuart Bourne scored an incredible goal down in Cork. And um, we, um, and you know, we we knocked Cork, which was a big shock at mm-hmm. the time. And um, and and St Pat's, and we had a, a replay. Uh, we with a non-league game against Port Marnock, I remember, and then we. That was a tough game, and then we we played uh, Waterford, which we won in a replay as well. So three replays. Nowadays that wouldn't happen, of course. Yeah. There's no replays anymore. But so it was three replays to get there. So it was a saga, really. And yeah. um, obviously, Bows were a very good team, and it w- w- was probably too much for us. On uh, you know, we was one nil was a tight game, and uh, Tucky O'Connor scoring. Yeah, he's great. Tucky's yeah. a legend, a legend, really brilliant person, and. Um, so um, yeah, that was that was that. But we were, we qualified obviously for Europe, and uh, that was big for Longford at the time. And and on the back of it, built the stadium. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. six or seven thousand seats uh, in the space for a couple of years from having nothing to having in in you know in the Midlands to have it on the Strokestown Road to have that. Mm. And it was a credit to the Longford community who all got together and the people behind the scenes at the time who all worked so hard and the board there, yeah, to 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 build a stadium there which is which just stood the test of time how big a deal was it to take over a club at 26 because if someone took over a club now at 26 it'd be massive news yeah yeah well that's a long time ago now but yeah, yeah it was uh, it, it, it was it was unusual all right um the following year then Stephen, unfortunately was with bows but you lost in a cup final the following year as well i think in 2002 was it yeah yeah jeez Thanks for reminding me about sorry, all that. Sorry, I'm sorry. We'll get to the good stuff, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the two finals were in Tolka Park, and it's since the change to the Aviva Stadium, the finals taken on a new dimension. You can't compare it. Tolka Park's 
I'm very fond of Tolka Park as a ground um, yeah, for league games and so forth. For Shelburne over the years, been amazing. Uh, for finals, I think uh, they should be in the Aviva Stadium, and uh, that that was that was there. Um, yeah, I was only in the job a few months, and it's one I should have won. And uh, it was my fault we didn't really. I think when I look back at it, okay. it's one that's haunted me and personally. And Does it still haunt you? Well, uh, I, you know, you always feel your defeats and they stay with you uh, for a long time. You know what I mean? And, and you learn from them. Mm. You know, you learn. You, you have to learn. And uh, but yeah, the defeats and and uh, at that time it did. Uh, it definitely haunted me. Here's the good news story. So and and every time when I took over on dock then. For, the, for, for six years, they was always reminded oh of really, that. Oh really, yeah? yeah. <laughs> they couldn't uh, wait to remind you. I was reminded of that, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was reminded uh, regularly on that, yeah, for sure. But here's the good news one, as I say to you. Derry City, so you finally got over the line, beating Pats in the final. Was that 2006, I think it was? I remember that final. Um, but that must have been coming off the bat, not only to win it with Derry, because I know you had a very close affiliation with the people of Derry and huge success there with them, and there was a major bond with the, with the people, but to get silverware for Derry, who's a huge club, but for you coming off losing the couple of finals as well, it must have been massive satisfaction for you. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, um, but every, everything happens to reason. My Bohemians, when we lost the final, we went to win the league the next year, losing two games. Mm. You know, and we, we sort of rebuilt parts of the team and uh, signed some good players and came in and supplemented the good players that were there already. And uh, and we, we went through the, the league losing two games and the players were brilliant. Mm. But with Derry, um, uh, yeah, it was voted recently uh, in the when, they when they had this big competition a few years ago to have the best final of all time that was voted as the best final of all time yeah. you wow know. of all time of all time yeah went through was went through the country it was a, a rigorous uh, process and that's you know what my favourite final of all time was and it's not because it was a great game my uncle scored the winning goal in the 83 cup final yeah for Sligo Rovers Harry brilliant brilliant uh, it's all subjective isn't it like I'm not even the mo I'm not even the biggest hero of my family Steve <laughs> 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 but Harry is he's still living off it uh, but he's a great fella yeah but anyway um, yeah, it was a brilliant game. St. Pat's were excellent in the game, and uh, we were behind 1 0, 2 1, 3 2, mm. 3 all, 4 3. And Mark Farron, of course, scored in the game. Brilliant goal. Paddy McCourt um, dribbled brilliantly through and played the most exquisite pass. Mark was electric, got on it and finished it. And uh, it was great, great. It was the last game in Lansdowne Road before they shut it down to rebuild it. Okay. And it was the very last game, and uh, it was amazing. Quite fitting then that who scored the goal. Obviously, yeah. we all know what happened since, but that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned there about the final be then be moved to Aviv, and I agree totally. Mm. I've been lucky enough to cover the last few finals, and of course yourself closely because Dundalk have been in the mall um, with yourself. I think for the first four years, 15, 16, 17, 18, and you won it twice as well. And I was at all those games and all those finals and the brilliant rivalry had built up with Cork. Mm. It was brilliant for us tuning in from the outside. Um, but they were really, really special occasions, I suppose, them yeah, finals. Yeah, and, and of course, there was one, in, obviously, with Derry uh, in the RDS. With 17,000 in the RDS, 2008, okay. it's Bohemians. And uh, very strong Bohemians team, Glenn Crow and Jason Bourne and Joey, pen, pen Joey and Joe. We were brilliant in that game. We probably played better in that game than we did when we won 4-3. Okay. And uh, it was a dubious penalty given against us in the game. Uh, handball against Sammy Morrow. That was very contentious, okay. and uh, that led to the equaliser. But we lost on penalties. But it was uh, 
because I've lost two FA Cup final on penalties. So that's that's the nature of, of, of football, you mm. know, and I think uh, that was one um, Rory Higgins won't thank me for reminding me himself. Rory, Rory missed, uh, well, Brian Murphy saved from and Kevin Deardy saved from the two. The two and two two of all the players, two you'd fancy. Yeah. Two of them absolutely. technically very good. So yeah. they, they uh, um, Niall McGinn lit up that final, you know, and got his move. Swansea committed a bid. Roberto Martinez managed Swansea committed a bid. 200,000 after the game straight for That was something him. as well, even only, only reading about yeah. Stephen, that your time at Derry, seven of the lads went on to full internationals. Yeah, they did, yeah, 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 yeah the, from that team. And mm. like, I've been lucky enough to win, win a lot, uh, you know, a lot of trophies over the last year, but it's, I don't view success as a trophy count. Um, you know, I think in that period with Derry, um, as you say, that was, was amazing that seven of them went on to become Full internationals mm -hmm. and um, Niall was one. He, he played in that team with Mark Farland, Lightning, and Niall on the right wing. Mark to the middle, like two Olympic sprinters, yeah, nearly yeah. they were so quick. <laughs> and uh, it's Sammy Morrow, and you know, so it was, it was, it was. Uh, we had a brilliant football team and uh, really good. And was a, that was a great game, actually. Mm. That was a great game in the RDS. But the finals uh, with Dundalk, then you're talking about India Viva. Um, but going back to 2006, if you're talking about that final, I went to the Scottish Cup final that year as well in, in, in the summer, Dunfermline against Celtic. So I was trying to win the Irish Cup and the, and the Scottish Cup within six months, okay. two of them the same wow. year. So yeah, so that was mad because we had the mad running that we beat Rangers, Hearts and Hibs mm. to get to the final against Celtic. So it was the, that was the objective. Declan Devine had come, yeah. and Colm O'Neill, who's with the Irish setup now, yeah. as well. Yeah, they were they were there, and um, so it was it was um, yeah that was a that was a crazy time really. It was a brilliant time, but the um, yeah the the finals and the, the dark Cork finals, uh, the crowds are amazing. They really were, yeah. Um, to me, the FEI Cup is the most magical tournament. I absolutely love it. I still do. It's the best competition I think we have. Of course, the league plays out. It's our, it's our bread and butter. Mm. But in terms of the cup, that has that magic special feel. A couple of other countries that may have lost that magic, we haven't, I don't think at all. And I still think it's as every bit as important now as it ever will be. Obviously, coming up in the next couple of next Sunday, we have St. Pat's and Bowes. A rare enough final. I think it's the first time two massive Dublin clubs have actually faced off each other. Which, when I read that stat, I couldn't believe it as well. When you think of the history and heritage of those clubs, yeah. But the, the FA Cup final was uh, really special in the Aviva Stadium. Special day for the players and their, and their families, and and all of the staff. Brilliant. Um, the Cork. I remember the, the Dundalk Cork games four in a row. Uh, you know, I remember Richie Towell scoring the mm. goal and bring the double, and it was amazing. I remember Patrick McElhenney then in the last one, 2018, Her for the double, the header, the, you know, amazing goals. And you bring that back to the town, it lifts the town. I remember the first cup, the first double coming into Dundalk. Um, you know, the town was electric, mm. absolutely electric. And that's what football does, it elevates, you know, from Sligo. You know, you know what, what you, when your uncle scored, what yeah. was it like? Oh well, I was only a baby, but there's yeah. pictures of me being in the FEI Cup when they brought the cup up on yeah. the hill up, and, and all these hit magic memories. My yeah. first memory of yeah. the Sligo thing was when they won it uh, in 2004, and it was yeah. 94, and it was Dyke, Gavin Dykes yeah. and Jerry Carr's team. We were the first ones on the pitch. Me and Conor Grady ran right. onto the pitch and all, and the memories Brilliant. are amazing. Gavin Dykes, a great captain, yeah. but I think uh, the um, 
yeah, so um, the, it is special times. I remember like losing the finals there, the, you know, and uh, Shani McGuire, the car yeah, scored. Because <laughs> we, we played, we won the league and then we were in the Europa League and we played, we played in Zenit, St. Petersburg yeah. in the Tours of Night in the Europa League at the fly on the Friday. <coughs> back and after playing about 50 matches, 54 matches, something like that, and then played uh, played Cork uh, in the Aviva and went to the 120th minute. Mm -hmm. Thought we had a shootout, yeah. and, 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 and Sean Maguire scored to give Cork, and, and they deserved it because they had been that was their first trophy, and they'd been pushing and pushing and pushed us to get better. And you know they they got the trophy that day, and they celebrated it, and that's that's uh, that you take the good with the bad. Just looking ahead to next week, Stephen, uh, and I won't keep you any longer. No, It'd be great you with your time. Talk about, uh, but the two teams, because they're great two teams. Mm. Keith Long has built several teams, really, at Bohemians, and obviously losing his best players a lot of the years and having to replace them. And they've been a joy to watch this year. Um, you know, they've been more progressive, really, this year than any year. And the games in the Aviva State, the European games, were terrific games. The game against Pack. Uh, particularly, was was it was, I was in that and it was just amazing. The level you know, they played at uh, yeah, that night, pretty good. Terrific. Like the wingers, Ali Cudley and Bort, obviously Dawson Devoy, uh, Ross nice, Tierney, yeah. and and Georgie Kelly, uh, been number nine. Uh, you know, it's great to see uh, the three players, Dawson, Ross, and, and, and Andy Lyons, play for the inter international under twenty one team. Mm. We've had James Talbot in with us uh, for for with the with the senior international team. And he's been he's he's done terrific in, in around the squad. It's a very competitive area now. The goalkeeping area, with James is someone that we regard very very highly. Um, and Bohemians were were excellent in those games. And when you have a European run like that, it's hard to sort of marry your league form with that. Mm -hmm. And that's what <laughs> it, that's a challenge. And they wouldn't probably have the the strength and the mm -hmm. in numbers maybe to 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 to, to manage that. So. Uh, but it was a terrific experience for their supporters and for the club um, <coughs> and to get to be knocking on the door in semi-finals for a few years now so to get to the final um, no one could begrudge by him as if they won this you know because um, they've been terrific Stephen O'Donnell very expansive team St Pat's um, you know he's great belief in, in, in his players he's had to deal with setbacks this year because he's lost some of his better players through long term injuries Robbie Benson mm -hmm. he's a brilliant player like a really brilliant player, um, um, he obviously ripped his hamstring and had difficulties for long periods. John Mountney done his cruise ship, and they lost Lee Desmond. So, St Pat's have been terrific. They've, you could say they even overachieved, mm. finishing second, like finishing second with you know so many young players and the composition of the squad. I've so I actually said that in record and people were laughing at me. I think he has because when Stephen, this was his first year that he could put his stamp on it with his players. I had them tipped to qualify for Europe and I thought that would have been a really good season for them. But to finish second and to get to a cup final, I think Stevie's done a remarkable job. Yeah, and obviously getting the goalkeeper on loan from Liverpool mm. uh, is, you know, the young Polish goalkeeper's been, been outstanding, hasn't he, this year? And uh, so... Steve, Stephen's um, done a great job for St. Patrick's Athletic. It's a good feel about the club now mm. um, with, with Stephen at the helm. And uh, he's, he's been, he's been he's, you know, I think he has the potential to go on and be a really terrific manager in the future. And um, it could be, you know, um, 
It's difficult to predict the final. It's very 50-50. It, it's difficult to predict. Bohemians, because they've not they've been knocking on the door and the European games will will stand them in good stead. I, I just feel wanted that. to ask you about that, Stephen. I in terms of the fact that they had the experience and the run of games in the Aviva and they got used to the environment and playing in there, do you think that will stand to them more so than Pats, who obviously have a few younger lads and uh, they, they didn't have that experience? I think it'll help the rhythm of that, of those games and, and, and experiencing that and being able to elevate your performance mm. in that scenario, I think will stand to them. St. Pat's, um, they have a competition for places, St. Pat's, it's difficult always to predict their lineup, and um, <coughs> some of their attacking players have done, done terrific. And um, so it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, um, tactically very astute, Stephen, you know, he's changing the system to, to suit um, Bohemians, you feel would be four two three one. Mm. You know, um, you couldn't always predict the way St. Pat's will line out. They 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 can alter the system depending on the needs of the game, and they they have uh, he's built a brilliant spirit there. And you know, in both both clubs, so, as you say, the first time when was the last Dublin final? All Dublin final. The last Dublin final is a good question, Stephen. You put me on the spot now. Yeah. I'm not so sure. But yeah, no, I, I can't remember myself. Yeah, so it's 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 that they've, that they've met these mm. two clubs. So it's great, really, great for both clubs, and um, um, you know they've not had recent. Oh well, St Pat's won it under Liam Buckley, of course. Um, Fourteen was the last time. Fourteen was it? Yeah, yeah. So and that was the first time in yeah. years. Yeah, they won the league obviously previous before. Yeah. But so it's um, so it's. It's Are you going to call it? It's set up. No, I'm not. Okay. You know, I'm not going to call it because <laughs> we won't I, buy one. Put you on the spot. No, I'm not going to call it. I'm I'm looking forward to it um, immensely. I'm looking forward to going to the game and seeing um, you know a, a packed stadium. Mm -hmm. The players deserve it, and they'll really really enjoy it. It'll be a special special moment in their lives. This weekend, of course, is the Women's Cup Final, the Evoke.ie sponsored Cup Final with Wexford Youths and Shelburne. We had huge drama last weekend, obviously Shelburne winning on the last day when P-Mount got, got beat. Um, but again, that final is in Tala this Sunday, Stephen. Again, promises to be an unbelievable occasion for the, for the girls. And certainly with women's football, certainly um, rising at a, rate of not, at a rate of knots, really, when you look at, I suppose, uh, the women's international team and how well Vera has done as well. Um, promised to be a great occasion. Yeah, and there's two. Obviously, the two uh, two internationals. The, you know, the the women's internationals coming up are important games for for Vera and the squad. Mm. And you know, we sincerely wish them well. I think the the cup final probably been a standalone match on its own is better for the yeah. game than been a. You know, a I agree totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the been the first game, which there's always that awkwardness about if there's extra time, you've mm. got to move it early and. And uh, you can't it's hard to have a game at twelve and a game at four or something. Uh, so it's um, I think just for the development of the game alone, yeah, I, I think, think they I deserve think a standalone yeah, fixture. It, it, it definitely deserve a standalone fixture, and uh, you know, um, you know, good luck to everyone on the day. Yeah, there you go, folks. Um, that was Mr. Stephen Kenny. It's been an absolute pleasure, Stephen, speaking to you. Obviously, I know you very well over the years, but to, to be able to sit down and have a chat with you, coming off the back of, as I say, a really strong finish to the campaign so optimistic about the future as well and looking forward to what that may bring and we wish you every success thank you thank you